Oh, hey, caught me off guard. Thanks for tuning in to I Could Get Into This. This is voiceover Frosty or voiceover Brett, voiceover Eeyore. You know, I have taken so many different names over the years. Well, you're here to listen to Leah and, and Brett, right? Okay, here's the beginning of our show. Hey, this is Brett. Thanks for tuning in and for listening to I Could Get Into That. What I wanted to do this week is something a little different. It's something that I never thought that I would ever do. However, this is something that I don't think that is there's there's no better time to do it. Uh, so uh, I know we've only had uh, a handful, a dozen or so shows, uh, but we are going to reference back to a show that we did not too terribly long ago. It was, I could get into that, uh, or I could get into this. Uh, again, I always forget the name of our own podcast, but it is, I could get into this episode 11, where we interview Jamie Weedy, uh, the director of the movie, soon to be released movie, Valentine Crush. And I'm not going to re-release the whole episode. However, I'm going to, however, I'm going to re-release the last half of it where Jamie, Leah, and I talked about Valentine Crush. And you might ask yourself, why are you re-releasing this uh, little piece of, um, the show that hardly anyone listened to? Uh, it, the main reason is, is because uh, Valentine Crush is just ending their Kickstarter campaign. We talk about it in the show, so you'll hear it a little bit where we're talking about, yeah, it's going to be coming up. Well, uh, it came a little later than expected, and um, it is just finally ending. Um, Valentine Crush is g- going to be, it is a a um, love project for um, Leah. Um, she's the one that wrote it and is helping to produce it. Uh, Jamie is the one to direct it. And uh, I really want to support it. Uh, I wasn't able to do as much with the movie that I, that I was, what I wanted to uh, mostly because of COVID. And so uh, I do all that I can. Uh, I am a Kickstarter um, backer uh, for this project. I um, am not doing as much as I would want to, but I'm doing more than I probably should. Um, I, I needed to get the fanny pack. That's that's really where it came down to. Uh, but um, I really would love to be able to get my name on there as an associate producer. Uh, but I'm not gonna. I'm not. I can't can't spend that kind of cash. However, if you do have that kind of cash, or you do want to support local as in um sioux falls south dakota or even roller derby related projects uh valentine crush is going to be that that project for you it's a great movie uh i've read the script i haven't seen any of the movie however um it's it's definitely going to be the first of many times that you're going to hear from leah in regards to writing uh whether it's going to be on film or whether it's 
going to be uh, just as a book. Uh, she's got a great way of portraying things that uh, people are um, the people can all relate to, and uh, Valentine Crush definitely does that. Uh, what happens when you have that um, really eager friend or really eager stalker that um, uh, turns a, a little too far? Um, everyone has had instances like that. Um, my case, I, I married my, my stalker. Um, <laughs> I probably should have been, been warned, but I, uh, um, my current wife, she was the one that, that kept on showing up at events that, uh, I didn't know that she was going to be of. Um, but, uh, I, it definitely was good in my scenario. However, anyone else's scenario, you never know what's going to happen. So I wanted to, um, bring back this interview to be able to have that that case, that time to be able to um, say, hey, uh, we, we released this. We ask for people to donate. Uh, I'm asking once again, uh, please, if you can donate um, the Kickstarter campaign. It isn't like a GoFundMe where the person's going to get no money no matter what. Uh, they do have to reach their their full goal uh, in order to be able to get their funding. So um, they have an amazing soundtrack. Uh, they've been talking about it a lot on their Facebook page. Uh, and um, so if you do want to go check out Valentine Crush on Facebook, try to get, see anything that's on there. Um, if you have any indication of or any uh, likeness of, of female fronted bands or female fronted projects, this is also a project for you as um, really Jamie's kind of the odd man out, uh, so to speak, uh, where there's a lot of very, very strong women that are involved with this, including uh, all of the skaters and the actresses, as well as uh, the soundtrack that they're creating as well. Um, so please, uh, I beg of you, on bended knee, I beg of you, uh, do what you can to be able to either uh, put in a couple bucks towards this project or else to be able to share this project with others that uh, they might uh, uh, hit hit close to them and hit home, especially helping out this small team from South Dakota who uh, put together this whirlwind project in a matter of days, uh, really. Um so yeah, without further ado, I'm going to go right into it. This is going to go right into the middle part of the episode where the um, where we were finally getting Jamie around to talking about the movie. <laughs> it was an interview with him as well. So so if you want to watch the, or listen to the whole episode, you can go back to episode 11, learn a lot more about Jamie uh, with the first half. Uh, but here is the second half of I Could Get Into This, where we are highlighting. Valentine's Crush. I just realized it's Valentine Crush. See, I get more things uh, messed up than I get right. So, so there you go. But I, I do think we should probably pause and pivot towards uh, your latest product, project, Jamie. You just shot your first feature this fall, right? Yes, it's just pretty like crazy. Like I don't know. <laughs> right. The whole thing was crazy. Um, everything Insane. happened. Insane. The whole thing happened very, very quickly. Um, and it needed to. Like, and we're still we're still on good pace. Um, so wow. 
Um, <laughs> Where to start? Just about a year ago, right? Yeah, it, well, it's been a little over a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have sent it to me about a year ago, but I had a lot of shit that was going on in my life. Um, so, Leah actually wrote a, a radio script, and she thought it could be a good movie. She just wanted to send it to me. I didn't read it right away. Um, I went on this trip, I think around a little over a year ago, I was in Nashville hanging out, meeting people, which I'm going to get, I'm going to circle back. Let's, to that one. You know, let's, let's know, let's, let's talk about my trip to Nashville. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, Pack your bags, kids. We're going okay. to Nashville. So a friend of mine is indie, uh, indie rocker, uh, singer, songwriter, very, very talented musician. Her name's Kristen Ford. She's awesome. She is so incredibly talented. Like you, you when you're in the room with her, you know that you're around someone talented uh, within 10 seconds of having a conversation with her. Um, I don't know how she feels the same way about me, but like s- for some reason we've connected. Uh, we've been friends and like, it's pretty exciting to say, yeah, I have a, I go to Nashville. I I'm, I'm staying at uh, my, my uh, rocker friend, Kristen's house for a couple days. Um, so I'm there and like, you know, we're, doing stuff that uh you know involving some drinking and smoking stuff and <laughs> doing stuff that adults do yeah uh, adult things in it's that's legal, mostly legal in, in most states yeah now. yeah um, <laughs> and uh you know we're playing um <laughs> we're playing uh uh tony hawk's pro skater nice she is kicking my fucking ass and I'm talking about the Tony Ox Pro Skater um, concert that I'm going to go to, a uh, dedication concert in, in, in a few days. Um, so the Saturday, that Saturday following, there's a there was a pro a Tony Tony Hawk's Pro Skater concert uh, where local bands in Nashville and some from Knoxville even came up, hmm. like all these punk bands and stuff did a tribute uh, performing all the songs from the soundtrack because Tony Hawk's pro skater, obviously. um, And I will fight anybody that tries to say differently uh, has the best is the best video game soundtrack ever made. (laughs) Um, Second best is uh, a little indie game called freedom finger. Oh yeah. Um, Freaking great. That's second best. Uh, (laughs) At any rate, uh, so I knew I was going to this because I have some punk friends out in Nashville, too, that I went to see. So I wanted to go. Out. I've never been to Nashville. Wanted to hang out with some friends. And I had a bunch of punk friends there from that I've met at punk camp over the years. But Kristen's not one of the people I met from punk camp. I've known her before that. And uh, she's like, well, stay with me for a couple nights. We're, we're cool. So I'm at her house and she was saying, hey, do you think. Uh, I, I'm, I've been thinking I should get into films. Do you think I should? should get in a film and I'm like looking at her. I mean, and I've known her for a while and she's pretty fantastic. She's been in a lot of music. She's had a lot of music videos. You can definitely tell she can act. I, I was like, yeah, you definitely should. You know, and I tried to, I introduced her. I, I pushed a uh, lesbian filmmaker, Michelle Aylin to come to one of her shows uh, when she was in, in um, Los Angeles and I was really hoping Michelle would see her talent before she even had this conversation with me. Cause I was like, she knows how to mm-hmm. play in front of a camera. She, and she should can be sing. In, she should be in movies. Um, 
but nothing ever came. They're going to, uh, Michelle's going to direct one of her music videos. Michelle hasn't cast her or anything. I don't know if Michelle's doing anything right now though. I mean, she's pretty indie and right now in LA, that's really tough with the COVID and everything. But mm, at the right. same time, so that happened. Then I come home, Leah sends me the script. I haven't read it. Uh, within a week of me back being back, my mom gets diagnosed with cancer. And uh, I was like, holy shit, this uh-huh. sucks. And then I got sent, uh, I took my time off, my bereavement time. And then right after bereavement, they sent me to Omaha for 10 days, uh, which I went to a couple shows when I got off work. And uh, I ended up being in Omaha when Omaha shut down for COVID. Mm. When the whole COVID thing started. Mm-hmm. I came back. I came into work with a cough. They sent me to get tested or go go to the doctor. The doctors wanted to test me. Took I had two weeks uh, of my paid vacation stolen from me for a mm. negative test result because it took that long to get my results back. And right. my first day to go out, I went out um, to Jano's, which now got bought out. So that, that place is closed. Um, and I'm having a beer over lunch and I'm like, I'm reading this on my phone. I'm like, I'm going to read Leah shit today. <laughs> I'm not getting to work yet. They haven't scheduled me back in. I am drinking. I'm out. I'm having a fucking beer. I argue it's the best way to enjoy my writing. And I read this script <laughs> and like, I, I felt it. It wasn't formatted very well as a screenplay, No, but I could definitely see the scenes there. And I knew that this had potential. So I called her, we need to talk. And <laughs> I was so convinced. I already got this guy, Anthony, involved. And I told him about this. She took some of my re- my revisions and like formatting stuff. And I didn't I didn't even get super into formatting. I was just like, you got to get rid of this part, this part, this part. And it was a lot more comprehensible as far as the screenplay goes. It still needed some work on formatting, but I was at the point where now I'm like, I'm going to share it with some people. Talk to Anthony. I called my buddy in San Francisco, Jeremy Stevemer, who's worked with the San Francisco Film Society for uh, like 15 years. He was the technical director of the San Francisco International Film Festival for about a decade. Um, and him and I, we knew each other way, way back since 1994. In fact, that little uh, Fata Morgana film that we shot on 16, uh, he actually shot it on camera while I was directing it. And, um, you know, he was like, yeah, this has a lot of potential. This looks good. He need, she needs to do a couple more things. And then I got her in touch with him about uh, some of his, her, his criticisms. I get Jeremy board. But at this point in time, then the first person I called <laughs> was Kristen. I was like, Kristen, I, cause we talked, I'm like, you just, we just need to find a film. Like, Oh, a film that we needed to find just fell on my lap. I'm going to produce and direct this. Uh, you should be in it. And uh, she's like, yeah, okay. You know, I'll, I'll read it. And then like, uh, I'm like, what, what are you going to do for a soundtrack? I haven't figured that out yet. And she's like, well, I'll write, a, I'll write a song. Well, she ended up writing two songs. Then I decided, you know what, for the soundtrack, this is it's roller derby. This is a woman's thing. This is like woman power. I uh, decided to just go all in soundtrack. We're going to make a cool soundtrack. Cause I'm, 
I'm fucking tired of soundtracks being shitty. Let's, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's realize that's a real thing. Um, Cause mm-hmm. back in my day, you used to get a soundtrack cause you knew one band or mm-hmm. two bands that are in it. And then after that, you all the of a sudden all just garbage, <laughs> you ended up liking like three other bands though. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. like it was yeah. a, it was a cool thing to have these eclectic soundtracks. So I'm like, I'm going to have a, a woman fronted soundtrack, all women bands or women, women artists, women fronted bands across genres. And I'm going to find songs from every, as many genres as I can that fit it like a little a little more of them are more on the punk rock side. I'm still trying to work with uh, Faya. Faya's are friends of mine. Uh, I got to do a little more work with their uh, label. Uh, but they, they're they all excited. In fact, uh, one of the girls from Faya skates, and it had the shutdown not happen, she might have come mm-hmm. out here and, and played a secondary role in the film. Um, and I reached out to a band called Bruiser Queen, and uh, they were super excited uh morgan was actually going to play one of the secondary roles in the film but something with her with her, job. Uh, her job you know she can't tour now They're like she got to rely on her job it just wasn't going to mm-hmm. work and uh we had to recast her part on the on the quick but uh they still wrote a title track for us it's awesome and it's fantastic Kristen ended up writing two songs we thought she was going to write one um i got this hip-hop artist that was going to get involved in she decided to come to be in the film and I knew her producer. So I called, call her. I, I, I sent a text uh, message on Facebook to her producer. And within a half an hour, I had her on the phone. Like she sent me, he told me to message her, send her an email. She's going to be waiting. And she made me back and we talked and uh, she was in. Um, she's a newer artist out of, well, not newer. She's been around for a few years. I mean, I have her last album on vinyl. I've had that for a year, a year or two. Um, it, it's just crazy. Um, since she had the initial phone call with me and, bef- and between that and the time we were shooting, um, the recording Academy has been trying to get a little more diverse. They're the people that put out the Grammys and they've mm. tapped her on the shoulder. She started to work for the, she started working for the recording academy. Um, wow. uh, she got voted the best hip hop act in Orlando by the People's Choice. You know, every city says their best mm-hmm. artist. You know, their music. And she still came here. She still came to play the yeah. Derby Coach. And uh, you know, it's, it's she loved whistling at everyone so much that we made sure to, that she left with her own Fox Forty. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> most of her parts are whistling and being really angry at people. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much being a derby coach. Right. You're nailing it. Yeah. So, yeah. Funny thing about the whistle. Uh, her last night, we ended up. I ended up taking her to the top hat. Sarah and I took her there, and uh, she was whistling out back. And <laughs> it's a lot a, of power with a whistle. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like a people certain, listen to oh, you. Yeah. There's a certain a person there that I'm not going to say this person's name because someone. And Sioux Falls might know who he is. I'm going to try to call him <laughs> out on this thing. But he starts going off on me. Like, why are you doing that? And I was like, I am not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and eventually he figured out it was her. <laughs> and then he just chucks his lighter right at her head. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Welcome to Sioux Falls. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was a real thing 
And then uh, <laughs> well, we also had a makeup artist who's an old friend of mine. She hasn't done a film yet, but she has done makeup for um, Miss Universe and the Country Music Awards. Wow. And she's my friend Rashida. And I, and I told her, like, I need you here. I need, I need makeup. Like, I don't want everybody to look just like plain old white people in South Dakota. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I want them to look like uh, the extras and stuff. They look like Hollywood, you know, like, you know, I did that for me, but it made, honestly, it made everything better. Like the, I'm going to tell you that the Derby girls that got makeup from her felt better. It, it actually made the film feel real, more real, like more professional. And yeah. they were excited, like, and I didn't, you know, like I said, like, it was shallow and thinking, but like, wow, you know, like, at the end of the day, I didn't think about how people are going to react when some of the sudden Miss Universe is doing your makeup for this movie right now, like, <laughs> and, and a lot of these, a lot of these women actually were pretty good looking anyway, but like, thanks. <laughs> no, Rashida made them look like she did. Hollywood. She was fantastic. And, um, Especially when it comes to Derby girls, they're used to always just doing their own makeup and putting their own war paint on. So, oh yeah, you know, well, some well, of them great. still did that. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. I think Jackie Smashes did her own makeup and and Fisterella. Uh, sure. I don't think I wore any makeup because I, 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 I knew it was just going to melt. Off I my think face. Uh, I think Rashida did a little touch-ups on them though. Okay. Yeah. That, no, Possibly. I thought it was great. But you know, it's like here, here's here's all these Derby girls in this in this film doing it because they like to do Derby. But now they're getting makeup by a woman who did, who worked on country music awards and, and Miss Universe. And the person playing their coach works for the Grammys. And right. <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, really cool. Some of them had to be in the rival team. And that rival team consisted of uh, having a member, uh, Kristen. Who, oh, yeah, she was. <laughs> I love this because Kristen got to be like the heel. So she was definitely like the badass bitch that's just there to like antagonize everyone. And she was loving that. Like, it was so fun to just see her talking smack and delivering these lines. And we got a whole, yeah, some, some really fun scenes in there that I think fans are going to love. Well, right, knowing so some of the Derby girls that you had there, they probably, she probably got a lot of uh, encouragement from them and some help from them too. Well, and, you know, like Kristen, you know, she'd skated before, but she's never done like derby skating. So, you know, she was a little shaky at first, but, you know, everyone was really, you know, very supportive. And we had a couple people there that really had only worn skates a couple times. And mm. we had two grueling back-to-back -back days. So I think our Saturday was probably 10 hours in roller skates. And then we had to be back wow. Sunday because we only had the space for two days. So we had everybody back the next day for like eight to 10 hours in roller skates again. So like Derby girls, we're used to this. We live in skates, but like the actresses that were there, like real oh, yeah. troopers, <laughs> their poor feet were probably right. howling in pain. So I had a friend of mine. She's like, oh, I'd like to be in this movie. And her name's Liz. And, and she's a badass. She's in rugby. Oh, yeah. She plays and rugby. She, she's like six she's foot like three. And she's like an EMT. Wow. You know, she's, she was the official EMT. And like, like she could take people out. Like she was the chick that came to my bachelor party as a friend of mine. Like almost cost the way because she did this weird tackle on me and I cracked my head back. She's awesome. Um, but she's like, oh, I haven't skated in a long time and all good. I'll be, but like, I want to do this. And uh, she was in there and she was having some issues with the skates. And the funniest thing was, I was like, I, I saw when Kristen was first trying to get on there, uh, I saw Leah working with her for a minute talking about how to do the fall. 
Mm-hmm. And then like, it's like an hour and a half later, I, I hear Kristen talking to Liz, well, you got to fall. You got to fall just like the, and like doing the same thing, like telling. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, awesome. The best moment was the, okay. So the way we shot things, we had eight days to shoot everything because we're maniacs. So we had two days of Derby and then, on the Monday, after two days of Derby, we had like the afterbout night, which was, you know, seems fitting. And Liz like comes up to me and she's like, oh, look at this. And she like pulls up her shorts. Cause of course we had to all wear the same thing we wore Saturday because it was the afterbout. Oh, sure. Um, and we all didn't wash it. So we all stunk, but she was showing me on each, each of her like butt cheeks. She had Derby bruises. Derby kisses. <laughs> I was like, this is great. <laughs> like now you're a Derby girl. You're showing Absolutely. off your like wheel shaped bruises to everybody. Yeah, oh, <laughs> and and Liz is great. You could tell like she's athletic. She just the skating was a little tough for her. Well, they don't and think I, they quite fit either, so it was oh, a struggle right. for her. But she did fantastic. I, she was I a feel trooper. like if she got good at skate, she, oh, she would, would murder somebody. She would kill Legit. somebody. Yeah, uh, wrecking ball like, style. She already throws people around in rugby. Ain't no fucking yeah. don't fuck oh, around with Liz on rugby. It was great, but it, yeah. <laughs> And like I, I, I reached out to her because like you know I want a couple of my friends you know, but um, and you know like, that was it. She didn't quit either. Like she stayed no. all day long. That's great. Falling even when we whatever. had to wheel her into the pack. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of falling. Like I told everybody, like falling's part of the game. And um, I'm hoping I know uh, Jeremy's working on a rough cut right now, and he's been working on a blooper reel. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, I know there's more of the derby stuff. Um, you know, like for a lot of the skating scenes, we had the camera, um, our, our DP was actually in rollerblades skating alongside all the skaters. And so it's great because we have these scenes where there's packs of girls, we're skating around and you can hear him, <sighs> slow down. <laughs> we're like, this is slow. <laughs> so bless his heart. He also had to be in skates both days. But uh, yeah, the, a lot of the scenes look great. And it really captures a lot of the organic, uh, you know, nature of Derby. I think there's a lot of, there's a couple, there are only really a handful of Derby films out there. And, you know, this is great because it's Derby girls. We're all shapes and sizes and ages and backgrounds. So it's neat to have that kind of representation in a movie. Yeah. Well, that was one of the main things you were, you were focusing for when you made that. I mean, when you wrote it, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the script, the story all came from probably every like roller girls nightmare which is what happens when the creeper at the bar after the game that's your number one fan just won't leave you alone because we all have those. I mean, I have several stories of people I've met that have been like, oh, I know who you are. And it's like, <laughs> what? Gosh, yeah. there was a guy I used to work with uh, at our warehouse. He only worked there for like a hot minute. And he's like, oh, you're Julia Wilde. I'm like, am I? <laughs> yeah, it was very <laughs> weird. Um, oh gosh yeah and like just the idea to know you've probably been seeing this before where like you have people that are fans and they don't understand like like i'm this person on the track but like i'm also a person that has a job and a life and like so like that idea of separating fantasy from reality is is pretty central to the the movie right well now you're a film writer and producer that's in the film Yes, yes. I, I tried to stay she out of the limelight. She plays like at least three roles in the movie. Oh, I have disguises. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is in the screen oh. for the, the practice scenes. I put on some like glasses and had my hair in pigtails and I legit fooled two people that thought I was somebody else. But I decided I would be crash pad. So there's a lot of scenes of me just like falling down on my face. It's like, well, somebody's got to fall. 
I gotta watch for that too now when the yes when it oh, comes I'll out. I'll give the credits four times. No. You look like a totally different person when you're dancing in the and the and the bar. Oh yeah, features. our sweet dance moves. Oh, so in our aftermath nope. scenes, we need like background dancing. I got my camp anarchy shirt on. I'm like, oh yeah, we got some real white people moves in the background. <laughs> I was gonna say was you skanking. can always tell songs that don't require skanking. <laughs> just, uh, but you can always it, tell when Leah's dancing, though. You can always pick Leah out of the crowd of the because I dance don't crowd. care what anybody thinks about it. Right, absolutely. <laughs> well, you'll love it because I'm wearing red booty shorts and a acid washed um, fringe jacket, so you definitely won't miss me in the movie. Oh uh, my goodness! A lot of booty shaking. <laughs> I feel like the bad dancing though is very true to Afterbouts too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm running around crazy because I'm like trying to be the cheerleader because one of the songs where they have a, I want to say what the song is because it's called. Um, I just want to get drunk and put together Legos. Right. But it's called like something blocks, blah, blah, blah. They, they, they titled the song interlocking block thing. I, so don't Bob's, get sued by Lego. So Lego doesn't sue them. But uh, the chorus, <laughs> got it. The chorus is, "I just want to get drunk and put together Legos," and uh, the crowd goes wild. It's I fun. just oh, love God, that song, and I thought it'd be a fun song to put in the dance. The best part too is that, like, by the time we're doing the afterbout scenes, the night before we had to shoot the night scenes, so we got. I think we wrapped up shooting at like four thirty-five in the morning. And we had to be back at the venue at like nine. So all of us are operating in like three hours of sleep. Like right. we're all just delirious and running on yeah. caffeine. Just like, all right, guys, party. Yeah, my party for 12 hours. My left eye is all fucked up. Because oh, man. That's where I got punched out. And I got yeah, eight, eight days is a bit aggressive. Uh, we actually ended up sleeping at the, one of the locations uh, the second to last day because it was like three in the morning and it was like, well, do we just keep going? Oh, I, I drove home and came back and got less sleep, but you know, that was me. You missed <laughs> out on the haunted house. I mean, yeah, at least I, one door I opened when I was in there. I just should have fucking rolled with uh, it. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it, it was crazy. Well, we had actually talked to another cinematographer that's done some other feature films and he, we were going to get him for a song. He, he had red cameras but he was like, we can't shoot this. This this is going to take three weeks to shoot, or minimum. <laughs> Wrongo, eight days. Yeah. During yeah. a pandemic. We, we can't fucking do that. Like, we yeah. knew that all the action scenes are going to take more time because it's hard to set up two camera shoots for it. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, you know, I was talking to my producer that got me in touch with him. Like, look, we just need to find the director. We need to find two cameras, the same camera, so everything matches, the same brand. And we just got to, when we do all these dialogue scenes and all, all the stuff at the farm, everything's shot on two cameras. We're going to mm -hmm. shoot two cameras at a time so we don't have to set up a second shot from a different angle. It's like, boom, 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 boom. We can shoot faster. Mm -hmm. This is going nice. to work. And it did work. Um, right. And the reason we were up so late the one night, we had it planned to shoot a different night outside that bar. So it wasn't going to gonna hurt us, but then it was going to fucking rain that night. So every everything got all screwed up. Oh, yeah. Well, in true South Dakota form, I think the first day of shooting was like 78 degrees. The last day of shooting was like 35 degrees. And of course, the last three days we had to do everything outside. So yeah, our poor actress is wearing like booty shorts and a tank top. I mean, we really, uh, you uh, know, in, in, 
it, we, you in can't hindsight, claim for all that. In hindsight, we should, you know, we should. Fortunately, Andrew was looking at the weather. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> I, you know, we shoot again. Next time we're going to have weather stipulations. If this happens, we're switching this day to this day. And no in yeah. advance to be ready for either day. I'll because... just have fewer uh, locations. <laughs> well, it wasn't that many locations. Not too bad. No, it. you're it really you're like good. we had indoor outdoor of one location, and then and most of it was during the day. Not a lot right. of night shots, so I, I'm learning things. It's you know. well, we, we shot. The thing is, we shot at Club David because the interior was perfect. Yeah. For what we needed, um, but the exterior sucked <laughs> for what we needed. Yeah. And uh, then we got uh, the Red Rock, the Red Rock Bar was actually mm-hmm. perfect. In fact, our cinematographers thought we should go check them out. I'm like, I know exactly which bar you're talking about. It kind of has a weird gravelly thing when you go in there. It looks like it's out in the middle looks of like fucking nowhere. Shit kicking it's bar. got a really sick yeah. sign right at the highway. Mm-hmm. And so so like it looks like they're coming and going from Red Rock, but they're inside at Club David because Club David's got that layout that where that right. bar, the downstairs has that bar that wraps around has one side and then it has the dance hall. We're going to chalk it up to movie magic. Yeah, absolutely. No one will, it, will, will even notice. That's right. Yeah, it's going to look good. It looks good. Um, we've been Fun. looking at the rough edit and like the shots look really fucking good. Nice. Yeah. It, um, it's crazy how nice it looks. Well, I could it only imagine now. that the the two camera technique that you guys use not only would help with the um, making things faster, but you know, making it easier to edit as well. Yeah, it it it, it sounds like it is. Like <laughs> Jeremy's been doing a lot of it, and I I fucking love him. Uh, I met him. <laughs> he's, a, he's good shit. <laughs> Let's cheers to you, Jeremy. Right? Yeah, Jeremy, if you're listening to this, uh, I love you so much, brother. <laughs> um, I. Look, the, we met each other on very, very weird, random terms. Um, I was in Prairie Repertory Theater in 1994 going into college. Mm. And there was only one orientation I could go to because of it. So we had that college orientation and Jeremy was in my orientation group. And... Jeremy had this uh, naughty by nature keychain hanging out of something. And then I like old school hip hop, you know, I was back into that back oh, yeah. then. And I, you know, I was getting into my punk phase, but you know, um, Oh, you like hip hop. And then he found out he was into film and uh, basically our orientation, because my orientation was stupid because I had already been working at Prairie Repertory Theater all summer. I know where all the buildings were on campus. So I've already had the crash course. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately for Jeremy, he didn't get the crash course. He got to listen to me talk because I talk a lot. And uh, I just talked. <laughs> I talked the whole fucking time. <laughs> and we talked about <laughs> movies and hip hop and all kinds of stuff. And then we never exchanged information. This is before Facebook or anything. Sure. There was a dance on campus. Like the first week everyone moves in before you have, really have classes. And I ran into him there again. Then we hit it off, and now we knew where each other lived. We're on campus. Exchange that information. Like, right? We got, got that information. Yeah, it, it it literally was like we were supposed to always know each other, and then we both transferred. We didn't exchange information. Somehow he got a hold of me when I was at UNLV because I transferred. He went to the um, 
Jeremy went to the University of Wisconsin at Milwaukee, and I went to the University of Nevada um, at Las Vegas for film school. We both went to film school our second year of college. We both were out. No South Dakota. He is from Blue Earth, Minnesota. So we got some nice. Minnesota ties. Nice. Um, Minnesota nice. And he got a hold of me uh, while I was in college at UNLV. Like, he actually reached out to find me because I didn't know how to get find him. And mm. um, here we are. We stayed wow. in touch. That's, um, that's great. I went out to help him make a film in 1998. Um, which was after the fact that uh, um, he ended up uh, helping a guy named Mark Borchardt uh, yeah. make his film called Coven. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I know Mark Borchardt. Right, yeah. right. No, he's in the trailer for Coven. That's great. <laughs> in fact, uh, here, oh, let's talk about the funny part of this movie that uh, other people that I sent the the second edit of the script off to Dion Bashar was going to be the first Dick Ritchie. I, mm. we had gotten it down to his legal people and we were working on making it a SAG project just to get him. Oh my gosh. And then that would have been great. I would have loved right? to have met, met him. Squeak. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right. So then, the boy. because of COVID and everything, he got well. He got cast in uh, Gilmore del Toro's new film. That's fucking crazy. He's playing the Bird Woman in some weird carnival film. Sweet. And uh, oh, wow. he had to uh, um, quarantine until they shot in Canada. He wasn't uh, allowed to come to South Dakota. It didn't matter. And it it it's a big project for him. Like I get. I don't it. blame him. Yeah. Absolutely. I would have fucking said fuck you to me, me and myself too. <laughs> um, he didn't oh, say it like that. He felt bad, but he like he was in. Like, yeah. I, I literally have emails from his lawyer team. You like trying to work on the details. So the second person to play Dick Rich, he was going to be Mark Borchardt. <laughs> he really liked the script. I thought he could just, just call it in. He wanted to call it in. And do just voiceover and not be here um, yeah. because of COVID. He didn't want to be around people. Sure. And our next person was actually kind of a semi-local celebrity. I didn't really know to say his name and call him out, but he like backed out like three days before we we're supposed to shoot. Oh gosh. Um. And then the third, the person that actually played him fucking killed it. Oh like, yeah. He was and, fantastic. And here, here's the thing. This guy, I know him from coming to indie events films and he always has this weird foresight on films. I remember uh, when we showed the film starfish and he was there and when everybody, like he was talking about some things that he picked up from the film when, when when he laughed, people were like, oh, that guy must have a degree in film. I'm like, I mean, that guy's a hairstylist in town. I, I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> he's just good. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, when when Morgan dropped out, we had less than two weeks, and uh, Sarah, Sarah brings three white horses. Was a friend of mine. She auditioned. She like she just wasn't ready for the right the top role because uh, like Kate killed it. But Sarah's great. She's been a fucking advocate and she's been behind us from a long, 
from the beginning. Like, well, and she went out and bought skates. She was coming to practice. And it's funny because I based her character off of Dazer, which obviously, you know, Brett. Yeah, uh, absolutely. She sounds exactly like Dazer. Like, oh my God. Like when she came to practice and was just talking, I'm just like, holy shit. It's like, you've met the person this character is based on it. It felt right. like it was meant to be. And she had so much fun with the role and she had right. great chemistry with, with the lead actress, Kate in the role. So you know, it's one of those things where we kind of had to just roll the punches and, and it really ended up working out great, man. Right. So, yeah. but getting back to the Dick Ritchie thing, um, yeah. she had just gotten a job and re-dyed her hair dark again. She used to have this color for hair. She's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. To get like regular people what hair. What am I going to do again. to my hair? I don't know if I can <laughs> redo it again. I'm like, I got a guy. He's the best. <laughs> So she goes to him and we were like, Hey, why don't you be in the film? We just lost somebody. And like, she, he did her hair. Like he still hasn't built us. I don't know if he's going to build us. Like he should he did all these us. colorful extensions. He still and... hasn't built us by the way. Okay. Um, but um, <laughs> he brought his own wardrobe, which was amazing. Yeah. And I told Leah, like, I oh think my. that this guy is going to have some fucking wild stuff. Dude. Yeah. It was great. I saw Leah's eyes when he brought, multiple ideas oh, for I would have stolen his jacket like <laughs> she was just like what the fuck I'm like like I didn't think about this we kind of brought it up I'm like hey the best guy in the part uh in the film is gone like we don't have somebody you'd be good we already had talked to somebody else but we hadn't gotten heard back and then the when Sarah went in to do her hair she she was there for hours and hours. Oh my God. All she, she did, older. she told me all she did is work him to be in the film. And he read it and he came in and fucking killed it. Yeah. Like <laughs> I had to leave the set because I kept laughing. fucking the scenes up laughing. <laughs> oh yeah. It was great. Oh. oh my God. He was incredible. Yeah. We That's were, awesome. We really lucked out. And I know we're kind of winding down on time here. So oh, yeah, I know I'm the uh, episode, this, this episode is going to come out the same time as our Kickstarter. So like I said, we are in post-production. So we've shot the whole film. And so we are going to have a Kickstarter to pay for the rest of our post-production costs. Right, right. So basically, the we did have enough money to pay everybody, which is something that a lot of indie filmmakers don't normally get the... Yeah. The... The chance to, chance do, to really. do it right it sucks i'm glad we were able to do it but um post-production really sucks because we don't really have those kind of facilities here uh mm -hmm. we need to do a sound mixing sounds important um color correction color correction has to happen and the reason i say this like i've seen some films on uh netflix and amazon and it's like god damn it, why can't they just color correct this? It's worth, you see it with Westerns all the time, like color correct your fucking Western. It <laughs> looks so good. Mm -hmm. I like Westerns. But um, <laughs> it, it, it's hard for me to watch them when they don't spend a little extra money. Um, the little extra money is going to be able to help us sell it for a lot more. Um, we do have a really ridiculous soundtrack. Even if we can't get if the Faya thing doesn't fall through, like I think it's going to, they want to be on the soundtrack. Um, uh, phony is a, a friend of mine. She's fucking amazing. Uh, Letty, the lead singer. I got to meet her mom at their uh, last album <laughs> release. So um, Faye would be the biggest band on there, but like Bruiser Queen wrote a great song. Kristen Ford wrote two fantastic songs on top of that. We've got, um, 
uh, fuzzy machetes uh weird <laughs> it's not a lego song but it's <laughs> so yeah i i, I <laughs> fucked the name of it up uh it, it, funny little fact when we had uh we had tara here from fuzzy machete uh tara's great she's really networked into a lot of uh, minneapolis bands and so when i'm like hey i need a female ska band who do you got and she Oh yeah, my uh, bandmates in uh, in the Von Tramps, the Von Tramps. So mm. now the Von Tramps are on the soundtrack because I wanted a female Scott because I I want a song where I'm skanking to uh, <laughs> when I'm the drunk guy at the bar. But uh, <laughs> so hopefully we get that worked in. Brett can get behind that hundred percent. I can absolutely um, get behind that. Yeah. So at any rate, like so, she's there and she said, "This is the hot all single from." Fussy Machete. She didn't want to say the name of it because she keeps messing it up because they they call it something so, so like uh, they call it something so difficult because <laughs> they wanted to stay away from the the the, the Lego thing. But anyway, they're going to be on the soundtrack. Um, there's a up and coming band from um, another up and coming rock band that's uh, female fronted uh, out of Nashville called Slider, and it also sounds like. Um, Bridge City Sinners, they're kind of this really dark folk band out of uh, out of Detroit or no, they're out of West Coast, uh, Oregon, uh, Portland, oh, Portland, sure. Oregon. Uh, it's they kind of gave me this vague, hey, use whatever you want. So I gotta, I gotta go back and like uh, get that a little it's more on that, yeah, <laughs> finite uh, information. I don't want to throw some shit and get something come back to me, but um, yeah, I mean, it's a big uh, part of why the Kickstarter is going to be great because you can get, you know, depending on the levels, we're going to have movie options, we'll have swag, we'll have soundtracks, um, right. So, well, that's the thing with the with the Faya thing is like we're I'm, I'm trying to we're trying to do a vinyl soundtrack as a Kickstarter prize. Wow! And I'm, you know, you know, Faya is signed by uh, Blackheart Records, that, that's Joan Jett's label, mm-hmm. and so getting them to be able to say, okay, we'll let you put them on your vinyl, uh, is is, is a big ask. Is a little everybody yeah. else is like, oh shit, yeah, I'll go on another album with yeah. somebody else. So like. They all want to share each other's fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, E-Turn. E-Turn's the hip-hop artist I mentioned. I don't think I've said her name, though, while we're talking. Oh, which no. That, no. That was fucked up. Shouldn't give you so much PBR. Yeah. <laughs> E-Turn, I'm sorry. I should have told you about you right away. I love you. Um, sorry you got a, whist- or a fucking lighter thrown at your head. <laughs> Top Hat's still a cool. I hope you think it's a cool bar still. Um, and then I forgot. Well, we had a... Oh, yeah. We, uh, and... Uh, I didn't say any of the names. I, well, besides Chris, um, I said Rashida. I didn't say Rashida. Yeah. Rashida Jones um, did the the makeup, which was great. We got, a, like I said, we had a few people. Jeremy came in from out of state. That uh, God, they made this great project. But yeah, we're gonna have. Uh, we're looking at having a vinyl soundtrack as a Kickstarter award for all the roll derby teams. We're gonna have. Uh, we're looking for. Uh, we're we're looking. We're getting some um, trading cards, trading, buttons, trading cards, I'm and fighting hard for fanny packs. Cards. Yeah, no, we are going to have fanny packs. <laughs> we're I, having fanny packs, guys. Fanny packs with the uh, with the uh, awesome. with the Valentine Crush uh, logo. That's awesome. Um, the, so, the film's called Valentine Crush, in case we didn't say No, that. we're we, terrible at this. Um, we, <laughs> <laughs> it's our first practice, but I mean, 
obviously by the time this comes out, we'll be able to link to the website and the Kickstarter yep. so you can find it. It'll be valentinecrush.com. Um, we'll have a blog on there so you can read some more details about, you know, some of the behind the scenes stories from the shoot week. And obviously we'll have the link to the Kickstarter so you can help us get this movie across the finish line so you can watch it somewhere other than, you know, uh, the theater of your mind as you are now. <laughs> I would love to get a huge deal from who is it? Shutter. There you go. Shutter would be oh. great. Shutter, I know I you're do. listening to this. Shutter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they tune in. They're they're our only subscriber, actually. Right. Matt and Seth. Hi, Seth. And Seth, absolutely. You got ability. Yeah, and our uh, fans, Jason, Jason, Jason Carlson. Carlson. Uh, yeah. I think Aaron at SP Heating. Hi, Aaron. Uh, There's still a couple other artists. I'm still trying to reach out to throw another song in the soundtrack. I want a little more hip hop in there than I have. Um, Don't worry. I want to rest assured that I do not sing at any point during the movie. And I will not be contributing to the soundtrack. So awesome. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but if there is anybody that knows the band, uh, hip hop group, uh, wheelchair sports camp, um, let her know that I want her on this soundtrack and I should have reached out ahead of time. She should have been the movie. She's badass. I need you. Anything you want to button up here at the end. Right. So we're hoping to have this uh, Kickstarter as a party, but I have some live music. It sounds like Kristen really wants to be here. Uh, so we're hoping nice. that uh, we actually shot two music videos. Oh, in the eight days, we also shot two uh, music videos for Christian. Because we're insane. <laughs> while we shot the wow. film. Um, I mean, uh, we're trying to trade off uh, cheap music for, uh, oh, okay. Well, we're shooting. We'll just sneak this in our budget. Because uh, music videos are expensive <laughs> too when you're an independent artist. Um, yeah. So like we were sneaking that in and um and she killed it. She stole every scene. But we're going to do some live music. We're going to play some records. It's going to be like pro-woman event. We're making nice. a pro-woman movie. Um, we're still, I'm still interviewing a couple of people that are going to do the score. Uh, Kristen actually offered a guy up. This is another funny anecdote. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> She's like, hey, I know this guy that probably did the music for you for free. Like, he just wants to get his name out there. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds great, Kristen, but it. I, I'm, I got to at least try to find a woman to do it first. Mm, sure. Yeah. So there's a lot of like girl power behind this movie and it, it's cool. Like I said, valentinecrush.com is going to be the website. We'll have the Kickstarter information. Um, check it out. Uh, support the movie. You know, who knows? Maybe there's a sequel in the, the works sometime in Could the future. Be a sequel in the works. We'd love it. And we'd love to get more, you know, like I said, female artists or, you know, just people behind it, you know? Thanks again, Jamie. I do appreciate the time and getting to know you a little bit better. Yeah, you too. Take care. Right. <laughs> Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to It Radio with Frosty and Graham. No, wait, sorry. That was the old podcast. At Twitter, you can find us at I-C-G-I- This? Did I do that right? I know it's, I could get into this. I could, I see, get into this. That's our Twitter handle. I see, get into this. Uh, just do a search for, I could get into this. Why does it matter? Why do we have to have handles anymore? Oh, because we're on Twitter. We need to do things short and to the point. I'm sorry. 
I don't do anything short and to the point. I talk about the most 